Patreon. All right. Play OnlyFans. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you back. Man, I can't believe it's been one week since our last episode. <laughs> what episode number is this? This what is episode is number 11. Oh, Jesus. What's our letter for today, guys? The dreaded N. The N-word. Anyways, I'm cut, Nick. Cut. <laughs> cut. <laughs> We're canceled. All right, I'll edit that out. Alright, I'm Nick, and I have two other co-hosts with Nick. me. Mm, motherfucker. Hey, right, introduce yourselves. I don't want to introduce you guys. Isn't that your job? No. Who are you paying you for? Yeah, oh my god. I'm John Nathan. I'm Carter Green. Or... Mr. Blister. Not nope, you're not. <laughs> Mr. Blister. Anyways. It's not your letterbox anymore. Yes, it so. Is. It's not. It is. Your name shows up as Carter Green. No one sees your username. Oh my god. For, for Shut up about letterbox. Don't look. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, you This is movies by the letter. No, I'm, don't, no I'm saying. Oh my look, fucking god. What I'm saying don't on? look in the middle of the podcast. Alright, why does my name show up? No, don't worry. I'll just check my. You say your name is Carter Green. I gotta change that. This is God terrible. I've been promoting myself as Mr. Blister this whole time. They can still find you. They'll yeah. still find you as Mr. Blister. There's no other Mr. Blister. Also, no one's gonna find you. This is all getting cut. No one's gonna <laughs> no, find. No one's gonna find you in the episode. Anyways, right, speaking so of, and what were welcome to movies we by the letter this week. No, okay, we won't just talk I'm about the this one. Why? We've had much worse beginnings. No, Remember no. the E episode? Okay, can we just go? I'm getting really. Like about to leave. I'm about to walk out. All right. This continues. And as a nymphomaniac. This behavior continues. Nick picked. I the warned you guys about. Oh my fucking! I picked the naked prey. I miss. I got the naked gun. Two and a half. The smell of fear. Something yes. like that. You got it exactly right. Did I really? Yeah. Yeah. Proud of that. Good job. Proud of that. Off the. Off the. Do you know who directed top. it? No. Steve well, I do. The Zucker bro. The Sucker Bros? Zuckerberg? The Zuckerberg <laughs> Brothers. Okay, what do I want to mean? The Zuck Bros. All right, I think we're going to start with Naked Prey, right, guys? Yeah. This is raw, unedited. Naked <laughs> Prey. Okay, what's what's it about? What's it about? Uh, about Naked it. Prey, directed by Cornell Wilde, I think is how you probably pronounce it. I don't know. Fitting. The, the E is silent. Fitting for the I movie guess. it was. Wild. Uh, Naked Prey is about um, basically a group of ivory hunters uh, exploring the African desert. Uh, I don't know, is it the Sahara or what? Some desert in Savannah. Africa. Savannah or whatever. I don't think it's a desert. It's like a... Like a Savannah. Yeah, okay, The sure. African Savannah. Desert, Savannah. No, they're totally different potatoes, biomes. Potatoes, potatoes. You know no, what I'm saying, nigga? literally different biomes. But a a desert-esque biome with lots of life. Lots of, yeah, lots of a savanna, if you will. Oh really, they really found, they really use, utilize. What happens Anyways, in this movie? Uh, it's yeah, it's a group of ivory hunters. Uh, how many get captured? <laughs> I don't know. What are their names? No, what are no, all their names? Uh, they get captured by a cannibalistic uh, tribe of Africans, and they are all murdered uh, brutally. All of them. Except for one man in particular, uh, the naked prey, if you will. I'm naked. Um, remember, this was released Who's in Who's the real naked prey in this movie? Though? Yes. Uh, anyways. Interesting uh, question to be posed. Basically because he seems to be the only one who isn't, like, 
constantly anti these Africans. They kind of let him go on a sort of sick game. He's still a colonial poacher. Yes, I, I was going to mention that. He still is an ivory hunter, so still... And, uh, and he has, like, moral almost slaves following him. Yes. Uh, we'll yes. talk about that. He's a, he's a, we talking about? We'll, we'll talk about that later. Either way, this guy is the only one who kinds of who co- tries to be diplomatic with these slaves. So, they, <laughs> diplomatic with these, he, he does, with these not with slaves. With these slaves. Just a oh tribe. yeah, the Africans. <laughs> oh, All right, I'll God. cut that out. <laughs> Dude, you were just talking about slaves. No, it's fine. It was a slip of the tongue. Yeah, come nothing on. More, nothing more. Freudian else. slip. Or should I not call it that? Don't call it a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, right. garbage. So Alright, this is all cut out. This episode all right, so the Naked Prey is about a group of yes, ivory hunters. Said that. Are, <laughs> no, the rest is getting cut out. <laughs> no, we, it's not. Alright, fine. You know what? I'm keeping it all in. So they let him go on a sort of sick game where they're going to hunt him down after they give him a few minutes head start. And he basically has to battle for survival against these hunters who are trying to kill him. Uh in addition, he's battling against nature and the uh, exotic animals of the savanna. Stock, stock food. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. Say. <laughs> we'll mention that too. Uh, battling against stock footage. Yeah, so it's really simple. It's basically just um, a man being hunted. It's a man versus man, man versus nature. Esque thing. Man versus wild. What did you guys think of the Naked Prey? I'll go for it. Bad movie. Thought really? it was a bad movie. Really? I did not like Nick, it. What did really you didn't think? like it at all. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fun. Like I actually had fun watching this movie. I had zero fun watching it. I actually thought it was really good. I'm really. Whoa! This is this. not what I expected. I really at all. did not I like. I think it was really good. I really did not like this movie at all. I got, I'm more on Carter's side. It was really good because I thought it was just a like fun, like constantly kept the pace. I didn't up. think I it, was it was fun at all. I thought it was real fun. boring. I didn't think it was fun at all, and I thought it was actually quite entertaining. But I think I in a sort of brutal way. Well, yeah, I don't mean like I was yucking it up while watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie is very hard to watch. It's surprisingly like, brutal and graphic for a 1965 film. There's surprisingly a lot of snake violence in this movie. Uh, the scene where the man is c- cooked over that the one, fire. That one, I really like that. I thought that, that was one of the most brutal deaths I've seen in a movie. I really love yeah, that. That uh, that entire oh, scene God. of when they are abductive, abducted like by the cannibal, I thought was... Besides the questionable portrayal of race throughout this movie. <laughs> um, um, I took it... I Listen, it is... I guess it could be racist. I wouldn't say race. I don't know. I don't know if I call it racist. I just found it a very like questionable portrayal of race, especially a movie made by I, like a white man. I think a, I don't a movie think... at this time period, like if shouldn't this movie probably did bring negative, like m- made people who already had this image of this is what Africans are. My thing is made it worse a, like them. a white man portraying a like, a native tribe of Africans as, like, cannibalistic and, like, yes. often stupid. I found it to be kind of, like... To, like, I found no, I it, like... Them as I didn't take them as stupid at all. I think, at all. I think they, they were, like, expert tractor, trackers. I think there were, sometimes they were portrayed as smart and sometimes they were portrayed as, like, kind of dumb. I think everyone I, has dumb I think everyone is portrayed as that, though. Because the white guy has really dumb moments, The too. white guy in the beginning was, like, unbelievably dumb. Like, yeah. The whole point was annoying. I, I just took it as more, like, these cannibalistic... St- Africans are 
are another element of nature that he has to fight against. Yeah, I, I think, like, putting all, like, whatever questions of race aside, I thought it was kind of, I found it to be kind of really, like, amateurly made. And just, oh, I didn't un, think that at all. Unjoyable. I think it's beautifully I think, shot. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely okay, you think gorgeous the, to look when at. They take, However, the okay, stock footage of they do that they and they go animals. into stock footage of animals. I mean, it's like, you're out in this... I don't think it was stock footage. I think it was, like, B-roll no, no, it was, it was. I think they was had to use a different camera to catch Yeah, like, I think it was B-roll And it, like, really took me out of it because I think animals. they could have... I don't... I think it was stock footage. I think it was I B-roll really, footage. I don't think that. I don't think like, it was stock I think they just said I think it was stock footage. I think you they think they had this kind of stock footage in the 60s? Yeah, what, yes. Where would they go? What archive would they go to I really, to get these specific images? If it wasn't, it's what it seemed if it wasn't it even just be a different crew went out and was like the camera style designed. didn't even the camera the way it looked didn't even match the rest that's of the movie that's what I'm saying it was B-roll footage it just it's, seemed it, it, it seemed like stock footage to me yes and that's what me I'm saying it, I didn't it like was it. a different crew making the footage because it was more dangerous and harder to capture because they were actually were having animals fight each other not they were sure they actually killing animals I don't know if I I'd like to look into that but it's not how I saw it well, it's the same difference. But, it took me yeah. out of the movie, too. It definitely took me out, too. Besides I that, like, I was the kind of watching, like, a Net Geo. Absolutely I, gorgeous to look yeah. at. I think, yeah, I think it, that I did like how it looked, like, when it wasn't that. I I just didn't find myself enjoying this movie at all. I thought it was really kind of boring. I was really bored all throughout. I, um, I thought the action was all kind of blah. Like, it was, really? none of it was... I thought it was, like, I some, had pretty, a surprising you think the acting, punch. You think the acting? Oh, I thought you said action. No, the acting around like oh, oh no, the, that scene the was acting terrible. was the main problem with this movie. Like, and that took that made the action scenes not fun for me. Like a guy would get stabbed. And be like, Ugh! For me, and I found like, that action to have like a surprising punch. I that it seems really there in old mm, movies. It seems really fake. Me. I'm in it the seemed, middle where it was hit or miss for me. It seemed like, really fake to me. It really took me out of the movie when the guy was pushed in the pricker bush and was like, oh god. Yeah. There's just it just it seemed like it, uh, the gunshots gun seemed looked like little like pebbles being dropped in the water, like it, none of the action really worked for me at all. Maybe because I was ex- I I wouldn't have expected it to be as brutal as it was for a movie from 1965. And maybe that's why I enjoyed the action. But I just I found myself consistently being like Jesus, like that was like harsh, like that was. I a, I liked how that I, was a kill that actually made me like jump or affected me i think the scene that works best is when he kills the two people like back to back and there's like almost like a really well choreographed uh like hand-to-hand combat fight i thought the scene that worked best for me was when they first got trapped me too yeah that, by the, i like i was talking about action scenes obviously that scene works him being roasted horrifying him being ro- yeah, yeah that's at and that point like i was then, in the movie i like it was like the movie up that point. The green inferno the, the it was complete, done really well Except beautifully shot, yeah, like giant like landscapes of all these African people. It was it was that incredible. I, I was in it at that point, and then like and like the him running degre- degradation of these people who are like being stripped and cooked alive. It was it fun was, to watch because they were poachers. So hard to watch, and that's also like I didn't want to root for the main character at all. <laughs> like it was a main character I couldn't root for at all. I. I was kind of on his side. He he's still a poacher, like a co- yeah. Co- he's, he's like a colonist <laughs> or colonial he is a, poacher. He is a poacher. Like he's there's a poacher, no, I did like, not want to root for him whatsoever. <laughs> he didn't shoot as many elephants as that guy, and he only shot for ivory. <laughs> they made yeah. that clear. He's still 
was it weak colonial <laughs> i don't i wasn't really on his side either i, was not, I, I wanted him to die i like i wanted I, him to I catch was there. tell him when he met that little boy you were a little like oh this is kind of cute i was sweet. never that was sweet I, was, I like no, that. I actually that was my least favorite part of the what? Film. <laughs> what I what I, I thought little that was boy a, okay. actor was so bad. It was bad. Huh? The acting in this movie was bad throughout. I thought. Uh, I think when they weren't talking, it was good. I li- that's the one of the main aspects I liked. I liked the how the storytelling for the most part was non-vocal and they utilized lots of. I liked the music they utilized it was very cool. I loved the music and, and the music was played by real Africans. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was all really cool. But like the chase itself, like I just like in him surviving, I found to be kind of just bland. I was Personal. really on my, the edge of my seat for most of it, and I really like movies where it's kind of like one man has to f- figure his way out of a shitty situation, or one man has to learn how to survive on his own in this terrible situation. I really love movies like that. I really like movies where it's like the hunter versus the hunted, so this is kind of right up my alley. I do have problems with uh, probably last 15 minutes of it. I like how the movie actually ends, but <laughs> once he gets with the kid, I thought... At first, it, I thought it was very sweet when they were hiding, when the other, when the two, basically, tribes were clashing with each other. Uh, I thought that was sweet, and then it kept going on, and I was like, okay, this kid sucks at acting. He's not a good actor either when it comes to talking. And I, just, I immediately lost the chemistry between the two of them. And I was kind of like, this is just, like, too corny to be enjoyable. Especially considering how I felt like the rest of the movie is like a really grainy sort of pseudo documentary style at times. I guess like, I guess if I had to pin out of like a main issue, I guess I just found like the main chase to be like a little bit repetitive for me at times. And just, it didn't, it never really hooked me. I guess I could see that. I didn't find, I didn't like, if I had found the suspense you did, I guess I would have enjoyed it more, but I never really felt invested in the character or felt the suspense, you know? Mm So, like, with that missing, this, there wasn't much left in this movie. And then, like, stuff like the... I guess I, like, found the portrayal of race to be kind of, like, annoying to me. And then I found, like, what seemed... I guess maybe I'd like to look into it, but what seemed, like, kind of stock footage. Or B-roll. Yeah, I'd it, like to, I'd it like to look into, like, a making way. photo. It, it, like, movie too. it, like, felt, like, very out of place. Yeah, I but agree. Especially when the rest of the movie looks so good. I agree. But the first whatever 15 minutes like it really like drew me in uh, i guess i was just kind of disappointed that the rest of it seemed just a little repetitive for me well yeah the reason i picked this movie is because gaspar noe was like it's the first cannibal movie ever and there isn't much cannibals and I, that's, like what I, that's what i think of them for, drinking and then I, i'm watching it and i'm like eh, there's not much cannibalism at all in this movie but when they first got abducted abducted by the tribe i was like holy shit that, this movie goes hard that for him, the scene of him being roasted is one of the like most brutal things that i've ever seen in the movie because they had Agreed. completely like covered in clay or whatever it was yeah, and, and then like everything. only like a mouthful so he had to be like ro- literally roasted alive like it's one of the most brutal things i've seen and like even like they're like forcing that one guy to eat poop or something like yeah it was like all really brutal and i like liked that stuff but then like Weird. It kind of just evolved. It involved. In, it evolved from that until it kind of just like a repetitive. Like, he runs from the guys. He kills one or two of them. He has to do some sort of survival thing. He runs again. Like, when I, whenever there was a large group scene, I felt like they repeated sound effects a lot, which kind of took I, me out I of it. I kind of noticed. I that liked. A little. I thought like the like how they choreographed the like large group scenes was cool. You definitely burned down. The I agree. Forest though. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this whole movie was made in Africa. I, I would like I to see a making... The dedication to they used all African music, all oh, African music was <laughs> all African actors. I thought you were about to say I appreciate the dedication. I to think where the, they burned down a forest. Uh, they, I think the music. It's very like they wanted to shoot this on location. Yeah, I appreciate African, that. I, I, I appreciate like dedication. their dedication to that because they easily could have shot this on a studio yeah. and it would have looked way worse and would have been way less believable. Would have been outdated. I think. I, yeah. yeah. I I guess I just wish they would have been more nuanced about like the idea of poaching and like. Like yeah. colonization. I think they could have said something interesting there. I can definitely see oh, this and being problematic but like, from a modern perspective. I especially. don't like I'm not saying they have to say something interesting about it, yeah, but when they're presenting it's such a small but, part of the movie. But when they're presenting themes of like poach like they show the scenes of them shooting the elephants. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh they're gonna go somewhere with this. And I guess they did by killing most of them. But like Yeah. I don't know. Like Yeah. Uh main thing is uh last 15 minutes kind of blew it for me and when they do talk i think the acting is not that's what i liked the mu i think my favorite part was like the music and the way it was like non-vocal story time i think i agree that with that hard. uh i had a question does he eat human meat at the end of this movie i think no I th it, you can see like the muskrat that they boy killed yeah i didn't think it was human meat do you remember when he steals meat from the tribe? It was just like uh, animal meat, right? It seemed or, like yeah. animal meat. But, but then in my mind, I was like, Cause is it supposed to be like, is he like, has he sunk that low that he needs to I eat I think he's just stealing meat? food. Yeah. Because that seemed like more of a peaceful tribe. Yeah. yeah. And like another, yeah so that's why they the got attacked, attacked by the them. evil yeah. tribe. So I don't think it was human meat. I think that would have been interesting. I'm glad that they didn't present it. I would have had more problems with it if they presented it as, look at how horrific these tribes are and it was more like the tribes are just another element of the nature of this harsh yeah. environment yeah. that's how i took it so that's yeah, why i, I can see that interpretation i guess for, I was... for a 1965 movie it was honestly like more like less problematic than i would have expected it to be although i get what you're saying about the yeah i just think like like if it was made by like african-americans made like it just like thinking about like who made it it just seems like a little bit like it just rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too PC. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but that I wouldn't say that's my main issue from the movie. I think just like putting all of that aside, I found like the movie itself to be just kind of didn't catch me. Okay, are we doing scores? Yeah. All right, Nick. Six out of ten. I don't know. It's fine. John. I was. I think I was out of three, but I think. Four after talking about it. Four. Boo. I'm at a seven out of ten. Wow, I was damn. at like a, 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 a eight until the last Surprising. like fifteen minutes. No, I really loved it until the probably last 20, 15 I'm minutes, and then I kind of thought it got a little too corny, and I really didn't like the child acting very much. They did that thing where they put like clearly fake tears on someone's <laughs> face. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, check it out if you're into like more like into like a chase. Yeah, you like movies about man and man versus nature. It kind of gave me wild. Uh, like departed vibes a little bit because that movie also was uh, kind of an exploitation y esque movie with a little more style and a little more artfulness than a typical exploitation movie. And it was that movie also had a real dedication to okay, we're gonna have it be all shot in real nature in the real backwoods with all the actors doing real stunts and. Like, that's why I respect... I mean, not The Departed. I meant Deliverance. Yeah. 
I was, I was really confused. I'm sorry. It's like Scorsese? No, <laughs> Scorsese. I, I thought that was a... <laughs> no, no, no. I meant Deliverance. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can see that. If uh, I could recommend Do you get some... what I'm saying now? Yes, I, was I get like, what you're saying now. When I got backwards looks... I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, <laughs> when, I got, when, I got backward, I when I got backwards looks, I was like, oh, geez, like, why? I, they must have really not agree with me, but... No, I, I meant the Deliverance. Sorry, I do that all the time. If I could do a recommendation, there's a short, like, 10, 15-minute documentary called Our Trip to Africa on YouTube. Oh, that was very good. Very, yeah. very cool. Uh, I don't want to say much about it, but... I'm it's, sorry, does that start with the letter N? I was just... It just, <laughs> just, it just reminded me of that, and I thought I'd call it out. Because I really, really... a gimmick and we stick It's a great short doc. But, yeah. Yes, thank you for showing me that. You didn't show very me good. Me. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> for me Our trip to Africa, Nick. Alright, I'll watch well, it, I guess. Uh, not thank you, because I didn't like it. You're welcome. I'm glad I experienced it. Anyways, let's move on to the next movie. Okay. Um, next up. movie is The Naked Gun 2.5 The Smell of Fear. Um, this is a follow-up to the film, one of my favorite comedies. Very kind of guilty pleasure sweet spot for The Naked Gun 1. Um, I, think it, I think it's one of the like, funniest movies I've seen. Have so, you seen Top Secret? No, but I want to watch that. Definitely. I want to watch that. I want to watch Police. I want to watch Police Squad too. Top Secret is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. But before I got rudely interrupted, sorry, I just wanted to no, no, fine. give a quick shout out to Top uh, Secret. So, this is the follow up to that movie. Uh, it's kind of a like CSI parody style movie. Um, so I, I guess if you want to talk like kind of basic plot, uh, there's an energy crisis and a man in a wheelchair is who's the head of it is replaced by a doppelganger and uh <laughs> yeah and then hijinks occur uh how did you guys like this movie i really liked this movie uh i think i laughed about just as much as the first naked gun quite honestly uh if i had to critique it I would say it does feel like some of the bits are recycled from the first one. It feels like they do repeat a few of the same jokes a few times in this movie. And I I wasn't as crazy about the Naked Gun as you were. I thought it was more hit or miss for me. But when it hits, it really hits and it really makes me laugh. And I felt the same way about this movie. And I wrote, like, even though I did feel like jokes were recycled or regurgitated... It made me laugh just as much as the first one, and I thought it had it stuck perfectly to the same tone as the first one. So that's where I'm at. I really like this movie. I I have a sweet spot for really dumb humor, so this this stuff it really hits with me. I really like the first Naked Gun, and I'd say this is almost as good, but not as good, because I think it has a little more hit, a little more misses than his. Hey. <laughs> it's not as good because it's funnier. But I think they, I wanted them to go a little more serious. <laughs> I really wanted it. I wanted them to dig deep into the character study. But no, everything. Um, um, I think my favorite part of these movies is those quick jokes that, like, mm -hmm. if you're not listening, like one of my favorite jokes is like, he's like Caucasian. <laughs> he's like six foot three, mustache. He's like this very tall mustache. Oh uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Makes me laugh so much. So yeah, I'd say this is almost as good, but not as good. Um. Okay. I. So like, I really, really loved. The first one like I was like I don't know if it was like the mood I was in when I was watching but I felt like I was like laughing constantly like it was like almost all hit for me 
So I guess I found this one to like just a little bit disappointing because I didn't I didn't find it to be I thought this one was a lot more miss for me. Like I thought like the opening sequence of the first one is so like I think it's so great. Like it really is like a strong opening and I found the that, OJ being knocked no, no. It's the, the opening like, where he, it's like the no, the opening where they're in the meeting, like the world leaders oh. are meeting, and he like rubs off. Oh the, yeah, that was pretty funny. Like I thought that's such an excellent opening, and I found like the opening to this one to be to hit like a little less, and I. It kind of relies guess, too much on slapstick. And I guess like the same thing. Well, like what you just said about the car, it was like they did. It the was same, recycled. They so did the much. same joke with the models, with the yeah. models, and I was like, it doesn't even really make sense in this scenario, like. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought like this the car like intro. I thought there was like a little more clever stuff. Like I liked this car intro better. I think like with him like with the car being like born. The car like, the being born was, was really good. Really funny. I like the bowling one too. So I found like I the but like, I guess the way I feel about the opening like being a little over underwhelming. It kind of it kind of just like set the tone for the rest of it, and it all felt a little. I didn't hate it. Like, I still had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I still liked it, but it just felt, it, like, fell flat based on what I thought of the, like, how highly I think of the original, I guess. See, maybe it's because I had very high expectations going to the first Naked Gun, and then I was a little disappointed by that. So then I had very, like, middle-of-the-road expectations for this one, and then I was laughing just as much as the first one, and I, maybe that's why I'm more positive on this than you are. Yeah, I had, like, zero ex. I, like, some of my family members had, like, always told me. And I had, like, seen that, like, O.J. Boat scene, which is, like, mm-hmm. hilarious. And so, like, I went in, like, with almost zero expectations of the first one. And it, like, really, like, kind of blew me away. Like, how, like... Because they really, like, just jam-packed so many jokes in this movie. That's what and, is like, great about both of these movies. And, like, they, they fill it to the brim The percentage that hit is, like, it's, like... And, like, they're not all... Like, they're a fair share of, like, really dumb ones... But there are, like, also, like, honestly, some, like, kind of, like, clever ones, like, in there, like, that you really yeah. have to be paying attention to, like, notice. One of my favorite quotes ever is Roger Ebert said, when you watch a Zucker Brothers movie, you laugh twice, once at the joke and once at yourself for laughing at the joke mm-hmm. in the first place. It's, Which is totally true. It's, like, such a, it's dumb humor, but it's self-aware in a way where you feel like they know it's dumb and they're kind of basking in it. And yeah. It's, like... Like, if they tried to do uh, this style of movie, but have, like, wittier, clever, cleverer, snappier humor, I don't think it would work as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, this blunt, like... Like, watching these movies, but, like, it's like a blunt punch. I do think they joke. have, like, witty moments here and there. Like, oh, actual yeah. smart, like, kind of, like, punchlines that, like, work. And, like, that's... I think it's... They're so great in the way they mix the two. So, like, I guess I was just a little more bummed that I didn't love this one as much. Maybe it, like, might completely be, like, the type of mood I was in. Like, these are very, mm-hmm. like, I think you need to be in a specific mood to watch these They're at times. They're good friend movies. I yeah, like, I wish we did watch this one together. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I guess if I were to, I just liked the first one a lot better. And I went in with expectations. So it's hard, like, but I definitely didn't hate it. Nick? Any more thoughts on this? <laughs> I don't know. This yeah. isn't one we can talk about much. <laughs> no, other than like just saying the jokes. Just, I do want to ask you guys honestly, what your favorite bit was, or if you oh. had a favorite bit at all. And I want to. I wrote down some of the jokes. I thought they did a little too much, or that they repeated. And I want to talk about the what? scene where they rip, where Alf blatantly ripped off Naked Gun Two and a Half. Wait, what? Do you know what I'm referring to? No, I haven't seen it. The scene where she is singing in the shower, 
and the man comes in to murder her. And he starts And singing. she hears her singing the shower, and it's so beautiful that he starts that is, singing along. Yeah, I never thought about it, but it it's is elf. eerily similar to the singing elf where Will Ferrell goes in to listen to her sing, and that it's so true. great that he starts harmonizing with her. And it even has. It takes a while for her to notice. <laughs> this one ends a little more brutally. <laughs> it takes a while for her to That's notice, and then it, it's. I'm telling you, it's like no, shot for shot the same thing. She opens up the curtain, and it's just her head peeking, peeking out, and she looks at him and screams. <laughs> I want to see side by side. It was a surprisingly brutal ending to that one. Oh my god, he just explodes! Yes, <laughs> yes. Awesome. Like, oh my god. Speaking of favorite scenes, that's probably my favorite scene. Uh, like, there's a joke in there that made the me sex, laugh really hard. Scene? I have no idea. No, not the sex. With the clay? <laughs> the I thought that was one of the references that was a little more dated. Ghost? The ghost yeah. reference okay. I thought was pretty dated, but then that scene ended up making me laugh really hard. The scene that made me laugh so hard, I don't know why, is when Leslie Nielsen's like on the sink and he just sticks the toothbrush in his mouth. I don't know why that scene made me laugh so hard. Oh, we haven't even talked about how great Leslie Newton is. Leslie Newton is a he's fucking he's a genius. He's so I love hard. him so much. He's such a talented His delivery is so, like, he's so, almost deadpan. It's, it's so, so dry. Great. He's so great. He's <laughs> like, so fun he to watch. Like, he says everything. Like, he means it, and it makes and it so And then OJ being in this, these movies just, like, adds yeah. like it. It adds a cultural layer that's so <laughs> funny. I wish they utilized it more. I think every, this one. Every time OJ's in one of these movies, he's, like, out of it. He gets sent to Detroit in this one. I think that's part of the joke though is because they kind of advertise these movies as like OJ is the star and, like, like and then it. he's never in it. He's, he's barely, in, barely it. in it. And they really amped it up in one of my favorite scenes is the OJ bus scene where he's yeah. being traveling from car to car and he ends up on a bus to Detroit and you Somehow. just hear OJ screaming no as he travels to Detroit. And then that scene comes back and he's like, what is he doing in Detroit? <laughs> uh, one of the things that made me laugh really hard and it's like one of the stupidest jokes in the whole movie, and it's very early on, is in the credits it says, Um film D. Oh yeah, I noticed that! <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah, that is and really funny. It, it just made me chuckle really hard. <laughs> I saw that, I laughed. Like, <laughs> it's like an art yeah, film. Yeah, um film D. It kind of is, is an art film. And uh, Would you consider the Naked Gun yes. art film? It should I be on the Criterion channel, which I'll be honest. This so, and Freddy Got Fingered. Freddy Got Fingered. We need to discuss that when we get an F. No, trust me, we'll discuss it. That's uh, a couple points right there. My last, and might be my favorite bit, is when... Is when the the imposter stands up from the wheelchair. <laughs> and the whole crowd stands up and bring, says it's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> and then a man in the audience he stands up down, and scratches. I was gonna, and he's like, I can walk! I, I gonna, can walk! I was going to bring that one up. Also, the, I just I thought the scene where he's trying to wipe the birthmark off. That's off a real oh, I, th I think there was like some like oddly like political jokes in this. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of like worse. mentioning of the Democrats. The George party. W. Bush character. We didn't even talk about Bush in this. <laughs> the George Bush character is funny. I don't know if it's W. I just said that. Yeah, they do. A, they do a lot of references in this movie, which got a little old. Little points. Uh, the ET reference I thought worked pretty well. I the Breakfast funny. Club reference actually made me smile, even though I don't like. I've the never Breakfast seen Breakfast Club. Clubs, I don't like the Breakfast Club, and it wasn't a clever reference at all. But it made me smile for some reason. I thought the ghost reference was. Age very poor. I don't know. Did anyone the vase scene? Yeah, the I didn't know That's that was good. a reference to anything. Um, uh, and the Twilight Zone reference, the deserve man joke, yeah. made me laugh very mm -hmm. hard. Did anyone realize the joke where like the president character was just reading the card? He's like, "Regression bad, progression good." All right, I got it. <laughs> 
No, I didn't. Yeah, know. That's that's such if a I watched it again, I'm sure I'd notice it more. The yeah, presence just really don't miss me. Yeah, it's got a great mix of. I'd like to watch some again. Physical comedy. I don't understand why it's like fifty percent on tomatoes. Physical. Dumb. Because critics don't have a sense of humor. Physical comedy, prop humor. It's got all kinds of. It's got a. Yeah, it's got a lot of great stuff. I guess I just. I guess I just wanted a little bit less memorable. Yeah, I would. Like, I'm like see struggling that. a little more to think of scene. Like when I can like really name a lot. Like, like I always go back to that the scene where they have the the body outline in the water, in the first. They one. had some pretty oh, good so body made me, Like I laughed like I, like I laughed like embarrassingly hard at that. What about the body <laughs> outline from the explosions where they're like they yeah. the body outline <laughs> yeah, yeah. taped around the corners <laughs> of walls. I thought and that that scene made me laugh hard when he's like showing him. he's like he gets it from yeah. the recycling bin and shows him and he sets and he sets he has the clock is a little too far forward and he turns it back. I think the sketches really made me laugh. Yeah, it's it's a funny it's like the funny. sketch artist. Like, just, I think we need a new sketch artist. Some of the stuff that felt played out to me was they did a lot of like facing crotch stuff. Oh, they, they did that did. joke multiple times mm-hmm. in this movie and it it felt old, especially because they did that in the first movie too. I think the first lady getting hit got way used way too much. Really That's what I'm it. saying. The intro kind of left me yeah. out. Is it do the same thing at the end of the movie? Because the first intro I thought was so. I think that the intro of the first one is so excellent. I like the climax though, where they just trip over the plug at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hate this movie. It is it's, definitely hard. It's to really hate. hard to hate it. It's such a. It's very endearing, charming. Are we just gonna go to scores? Because yeah, I, I think all it's all just us talking about scenes. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, ready to go to scores. Which is all you can really do with yeah. these movies. There's not like a real... Which isn't even a knock on them. It just shows you how funny they are. Mm-hmm. Scores? Uh, I originally gave this a 7. I'm more at like a 6.5 to a 7 now. I'm at a 7.5 probably. I'm at a 6, I think. Alright. Surprise. I'm like the opposite from what I expected. Yeah, honestly. Like when I first recommended it, I thought I'd like it the most. Well, I've always been a huge fan. Well, actually, I know you... I thought like... Yeah, you knew I liked Naked. I just uh, really like uh, I like shock. You gotta watch movie. Top Secret. I'm gonna. Top I need Secret. to watch Top Secret too. Anyways, on to our final film of the night. This might be a lengthy this is one. The, this is the matinee. This is All the, right. uh, the, no main, the main event. Nymphomaniac, directed by our favorite Lars. Oh, yeah, Lars. LBT. <laughs> this man. is about a woman named Joe. She's a nymphomaniac. She ain't no sex addict. She's a nymphomaniac. Yeah, she's not a sex addict. No chapter she's not, by chapter. I'm not going really? chapter by chapter because I don't remember the chapters. <laughs> All right, so this is a star study cast with one of the following three scenes and <laughs> other actors. It's a two-part film. Two-part film, but yeah, if you're Carter, if you're Carter, but me and John, we just watched it all the way through, all baby. Through. Bang it out, four and hours. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Of course you First half, *Nymphomaniac* Volume One, great. Second half is dog shit, in my opinion. Volume one, I think, is genuinely great. Volume two, I think, is complete shit. John, what do you I'm think? I'm close to you. I don't. I don't know if I'd call volume one great. Mm-hmm. I think the last chapter, of volume one, I really liked a lot. I did too. I think that was maybe my favorite part of the entire movie. The last chapter where they, they took the, the three. Black and white, or oh no, they the, took the three. The three. No, I thought that was. Great too. I thought where they took the three parts and then, um, like the three musical, like the bass, whatever, mm-hmm. and then like combine them. I really like the style and editing of that. Now, I also like the black and white, but granted, I think 
I think I want to clarify. Can we I go think the first volume has a ton of flaws. Can we go chapter by chapter? I think I kind of want to go chapter by I chapter. I do too because there's a lot Sorry, to unpack Nick. from this. There's movie. a lot. I have a lot written down. There's a lot to unpack from this movie. I want to go movie by. I want to go over what I think the differences between each movie is too. The first half and the second half of this film. Me too. There's a. I'm telling you. I don't think he made both it's movies really, at the same time. The second half I think is ridiculous ridiculously graphic at, to the point where it gets well, annoying. This movie is one of the most frustrating movies I've ever watched. The movies themselves, but also because of the news I discovered after I had finished the film. Let's talk about that which, later. What, can we talk about that? Nick, can you go and then can I talk about my anger with that? And well, can we, we talk I about think the, the news... Well, can I just posit that I think the ending of this movie is... One of the worst endings um, to a movie I've is, ever seen. It is it's my least favorite ending to any film I've ever it, watched. It, I laughed. It ruined I was the like, series for me. I, was I didn't like, laugh. I literally ranted to my was, girlfriend for maybe I was to the point where straight. I was like, maybe like leaning like slightly positive about this. Me too. I was at to a the s- point where I was like, what in God's name just happened? I, I was shocked. I was adding. I was at a positive score for the second one, far below. Not the first You're one. You're giving each volume a separate score. Yes, I think they're drastically different. I know, quality. but that that I think that's an that's an issue because it's supposed to be one movie. It's supposed to be a, volume one and volume two. Like it, like I feel like it's supposed yeah, to be I know, one movie. It, okay, that's like a, that's a whole another discussion. That Honestly, I would into. tell people watch volume one and that's it. But like, no, because like, I did want to see like where her story went. No, I was. Super excited to watch volume two, and that's made it even more disappointing to me. And I, I am honestly is my least favorite ending of any movie I've I'm ever seen. I'm totally with you. I was like literally like jaw dropped. So I was like Can, confused as to like what had he. I know he needs. I know he Lars Venture has like this desperate to need and to be like dark and like whatever. But and I was it works. Like, it it, will, it, works, it works if points. it fits the story, was, not if it's if it destroys what the entire movie like had it, built up I thought, over the course. I of thought four I hours. thought she was gonna kill herself, and that would have been like, I think that could have been fine, but like what they did was so ridiculously dumb. It made okay, I, Nick. I'm sorry. You can we'll, go we'll, ahead. We'll talk about. I want to go chapter. I really so want to go chapter later. by chapter. Let's go with Nick's thoughts um, on the movie. <laughs> I think you guys already know. I fucking hate this movie. I think this might be... This movie's so fucking terribly acted to start with. I disagree. Shia LaBeouf has the worst fake accent I the think I've ever terrible. heard. The Christian Slater's bad. embarrassing Christian Slater's also... Movie. I think Charlotte's game. I think, Gainsbourg, I think so. Charlotte Gainsbourg is an excellent actress. It. I think the actress who played Joe is an excellent actress. Charlotte Gainsbourg is fucking boring. Uh, Uma Thurman. I don't think so. <laughs> Uma Thurman's laughably no, bad. That was a whole other I can't scene. wait to talk about Uma this Uma Thurman scene. is incredible. What? what? Oh okay. my god, I died by the you guys scene. watch this movie as a co- the first movie as a comedic drama, though. No! no. Because it what doesn't give itself that. That movie. The, I interpreted all of the first Nymphomaniac as. That's because you give Mars Venture a break. Don't drama. give Mars Venture a break. That, okay. That it's movie is funny. Up. If you watch Nymphomaniac as no. a comedic drama, it is a yes, hilarious but I don't think movie. But it's not intended. supposed to be comedic. I laugh so hard at that. Mm. I have so many notes. Doesn't matter. There's an editing okay. scene. There's an editing choice that's so fucking funny. Not in even the, the editing's <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> Just when too. she's like. 
Go see the horse, Ben. Yes. I left so That scene is a masterpiece in uncomfortable comedy. Shut the fuck up. It is. Okay, it let's is. Go, can we go Sorry. chapter by chapter? Let's go chapter by chapter. You admitted you were laughing your ass off. I don't think that's because what it was so funny. You're I don't telling see me how you can not I thought it was laughably bad. Because Lars von Trier doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, doesn't matter. Ooh, okay. I'm not getting enjoyment. I might be on the Nick. Okay, look, can we go chapter by chapter? Yeah, we can go chapter by chapter. Can I talk about that controversy? Uh, I think that should be an at the end thing. Movie? I think that should be at the end. No, because I th feel like we're going to digress so okay, far after fine. I just want to explain. This is going to be such a long one. All right, so for those of you who don't know, Lars von Trier's movies are pretty extreme. With some pretty crazy, wild graphic things in them. Kind of for no reason. Um, Nymphomaniac <laughs> Part 2 is pretty extreme. Um, but apparently there is, uh, extended, incredibly long and incredibly graphic self-abortion scene that was removed from the second film in, in its entirety. self You oh, would, really? You, you would recall it. Yes. There I was, thought you were talking about the other abortion scene. And in that scene... And she mentions it. No. She mentions it, but I didn't know, like, they cut it out. It, the entire scene is cut out. They have a whole debate about uh, gore and... Uh, in the second act? In the second half of the film. And it is completely removed in its entirety from the film. Hmm. And I would just like to say... That's really dumb censoring. Who the fuck is going to watch Nymphomaniac and make it that far in the movie and then be like... Too far. Oh, he crossed the line on this one. Really? The sweet. only people who are going to be watching *Nymphomaniac* are weird art house people who know that he's made fucked up. Well, maybe because it was released in theaters, like I think. Like I'm saying, as to the streaming service, why would Tubi release the theatrical cuts? I don't. That, it doesn't make any sense to me because who is going to be watching this other than art house people? Because anyone, any average person who watches the movie is Tubi, not going to get it to volume Because Tubi's two. going to get more streams from a shorter a movie that doesn't show up as four and a half hours long. No, but the point I'm making is the only people who are going to click on Nymphomaniac in the first place know everything about it. Already. I know. So I don't see but how the censor... Putting it up as two volume, two two-hour volumes makes people more likely to watch it. Then two, then a two-hour like, and then a two and a half hour? Yeah, the shorter it is, the more clicks it'll get. I think. Also, like, they might be weird about abortion stuff. Yeah, we don't know the company's policies or anything. Or, like... I agree that it's dumb. Like, I would yeah, have liked I, to have seen like, that would have added much more context my, to the my, film. My thoughts were, I was watching a video, like, a video essay on Lars von Trier's films, and one of the first things they mentioned was the incredibly graphic abortion scene from Nymphomaniac, and I paused the video and I was like, I don't remember any graphic abortion scene in Infomaniac, and then I looked it up, and it was like, Lars von Trier's new movie has, has, has extended graphic abortion, and I was like, what? And then I was like, yeah, and then they debate about the morals of, like, showing gore in movies and stuff, and I was like, this is a, like a major plot point that like affects her character. Like, yeah, that's very odd. Genuinely changes her character, and I don't see why they couldn't have cut around the more graphic bits 
of the thing, they still could they could still have a discussion. At on least gore. mention it. Yeah, it's probably having to do with the fact that it's abortion. Like it wasn't. It wasn't honest. censored. There's an abortion in the film already. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't censored. I know, but like an extended. It. Like if you if you didn't watch this movie because it's too extreme or whatever, like uh, to clarify, it's n- or if you watch the censored version, it's not like part of the movie at all. It's completely removed from the film. Any, like, comments or anything about it, it's never mentioned once in the film. And it really pissed me off when I found that out. It, That's interesting. It could genuinely change your views on the characters. For sure. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, let's go chapter by chapter. Um, Just the first chapter. That was, a, that was a very disappointing thing I learned about the movie after I'd already been frustrated by the, the second The disappointing thing half. I learned about the movies I watched it. There are, there are like there definitely are comedic elements. Like one of the earliest ones is like her whole relationship with Charlotte Buff hilarious to me. I the, thought it was hilarious. The whole to thing me where once. he's like, where the guys like the old guys like, three and five. Oh, it's the Fibonacci sequence. Yes, like, yes. that was like, funny when she parks the I car and funny. it does a giant mathematical graph of her parking the car and then gets a shot of Charlotte Buff like. Oh my I know, god! I didn't. Ca- she parked the car. I thought there were comedic elements, but like I thought stuff like him like giving math lectures like weren't intended to be humorous. It's large fun to try and say. Like, and I found it being, these characters are intellectual. Did you no, know that? I don't. Think Ob- that. I think obviously so. what I took it as is he is the audience and the nymphomaniac is him. That's how I read this movie, right? You could read that that way. Because there are many times where it seems like she is kind of lecturing, like, and many times those are the most annoying scenes because it just seems like a writer getting on a soapbox. It's it definitely seems as if she's presenting. No, if you complain about Juno Diablo Cody doing it, it's not fair to say Nick fundamentally disagree about Lars von Trier's movie. I think the stuff he had to say in the discussions were interesting. I think what they discuss is interesting. I don't I agree with a lot of his politics, I don't think. I don't agree with what he says on a lot of it either. However, I where I disagree with Nick is in is that he says Lars Frontier doesn't realize that anything that he does is funny. And I think he does. And if he doesn't, it makes it funnier. To me. And that's why But I that enjoy. doesn't make it a good movie. God, I'm in the middle. Like I'm in the middle of you guys. Like I'm like having to, like rethink it. If I if I enjoy a movie because it made me laugh, whether that was but you have to you, admit that it's a flaw. The, the director's intent doesn't matter when you're analyzing a movie. That's bullshit when you're saying that because you could say the room is genius. Okay, did you see all the comedic elements he added? Because the point. The room. It- the room, the room is a very special film that I find incredibly important. Is it a good one though? Is it a good movie though? See, that's the debate. I think the It's I, not the debate. I, I think, think you can make a genuine argument. I think this is a very is a good movie. this is a very interesting debate that could have its own podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> to be because, honest, but that's where me and Nick fundamentally disagree on Lars von Trier, and that's why we'll never find a middle ground. Is because I think he is trying to be funny. He thinks he isn't trying to be funny. But Nick says because he isn't trying to be funny, the funny scenes are bad. And I think it doesn't matter. Okay, I laughed, and but I fact, wasn't like, I think there's a this weird, is great. I think there's a weird meta-narrative where if it Don't isn't... Don't even go there. <laughs> no, there, there is a meta-narrative where if he isn't intending to, to do it, everything where he's getting on a soap rocks and preaching these incredibly serious topics makes it even funnier. Well, what does that have to do with the film when he doesn't know? What do you mean? Where are you to decide whether he knows what he's doing or not, too? 
Because, okay, when I'm watching a scene, and it's supposed to be as heartbreaking as this, there's no comedic setup for this scene at all. Uh, heartbreaking is what are you referring to? I'm talking about the divorce. Scene. I think I gotta disagree. The divorce, the divorce uh, I think scene I gotta is not dis supposed to be heartbreaking. I at think all. I disagree with you that I think there was. I think her playing Yahtzee with the dice. I think that. that was okay, funny. I think that, but I think that there scene's was a... not even funny until the end when Irma, Uma Thurman just starts screaming for no reason. That scream was so oh. funny. It was, it was so bad. I did not think the Uma Thurman scene was funny from the start when Uma I totally, Thurman I was shows laughing. up with her kids. I was, I was dying laughing. I laughed very hard at that scene, but like, like now just, I feel like I need to like rethink. It. it just seems like one of those scenes where it's like, this is so extreme. And look no, how she's it ruining it. There's nothing extreme about that clip. I'm like reevaluating. That, that scene is pure like, comedy. I, I wrote don't down, think you can say that. I wrote down like this is ex this is like this is parody, like this is parody levels of melodrama. Now it's like, like you saying that he might have intended it that way like makes me like rethink it. No, I, I... But your argument for that is, I don't know. But you don't know either. I don't, but I believe he did. That's like, I think you're allowed to have your own reading, then. Yeah. You know what I mean? I believe he well, did. Well, then we're just getting into opinions. Of course you're allowed to have your yeah, own opinion. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's why I'm saying we will never find a middle ground on a movie like this or The House That Jack Built. I think I fall on the side of, it's so bad, it's good. Because I think many other elements of this movie are put forth as very, like, serious. I can't. And that's why I call it. I, I, think, whole, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a pure comedy. I think it's a comedy drama. I know, but like, some I think of it's, it's like some, situational it's like comedy. Such like far ends of like intense drama to like, it's very hard to. It's hard to define when one stops, like when the mel when serious melodrama and comedic melodrama stops. I don't think it's that way for *Nymphomaniac*. I did take uh, it out. Like, I think it, there's a clear split between when it stops being one and enjoyable two. and when it starts becoming needlessly violent and excessive, and that's between one and two. I agree. That's what and I, I hated two because of that. I liked one a lot better. I completely agree with you. Because one has great scenes of situational bizarre comedy, well with scenes that legitimately touched me. The black and white chapter. That's the funniest thing. Me. Uh, Christian Slater's performance. Christian is Slater's kind of, kind of his, bad. His performance sucked until like he got in the hospital. To me. What? Him he, on the ground yelling, "Kay, Kay!" That I thought his you? performance was kind of bad. No, I, 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 the, I died laughing at <laughs> I that. I kind of laughed a little bit too, and like that's what I'm talking about. Like that was extremely melodramatic, but it, it was intended to be melodramatic, right? Uh, no idea. He put, in, it was he put it in like black and white. It's like that's why I'm saying it's this is a very yeah. Hard... He put the Uma Thurman thing in a boxed aspect ratio with fi film grain. Film. film I will never forget her it. being like, "Come, <laughs> come see the horror." If you can, if you can <laughs> possibly watch the Uma Thurman scene and think that it's disturbing, if if you think it's anything other than funny, I don't understand. And then I love all the. The second guy comes in and like just hangs out yes. for no reason. Come on, when <laughs> she's berating up. her and then the second dude comes in and is just with the flowers and she replaces his flowers with the other guy's flowers while he's still there. That's comedy gold. That scene is gold. The kids are when she yeah, are you gonna defend the terrible kid acting? <laughs> no, the, kids act, the kid acting does suck. Dad, no. They talk like once though. They they're not. Like, <laughs> their faces though. It's like okay, all it takes is their being, faces. Them being completely still and emotionless made it extra funny to me. 
But this when scene she's like, like Shiloh, she's like, the kids will have to use public transit now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf's acting. I mean, Shia LaBeouf's accent. Is so his bad. accent's so terrible. No, I, I think his say, performance is terrible. Too. Shia LaBeouf's chemistry with uh, uh, Joe, uh, young Joe. I'm not sure who the actress is who played her. Uh, I thought was great. What it, chemistry? What are you talking about? I thought they played off of each other all uh, really well. In the one scene they're in? Did you miss an entire chapter of the film where it was all dedicated to her and Shyla? Oh, you're talking was, about the I associate? Was, I thought it was, the last chapter. I thought it was funny. I thought I thought it was uncomfortable. You're talking about the last chapter, No, I'm right? talking about when she worked for him. Oh, okay. There's like three I separate it, I versions. I thought it was funny. It was I awkward. Never thought it, was it was uncomfortable. What? It, it really, I thought it was massively entertaining. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I just want this to end. And okay, that's uh, can they... we be real? Uh, sh she's a sex offender. She's definitely a sex offender. <laughs> no, she is. This, she's movie a bad should, this movie shouldn't be called Nymphomaniac. It should be called Sex Offender. <laughs> sex Offender. Well, the whole point was that like she did embarrassing, gross things. I okay. She's another definitely... annoying thing is how the how stupid the exposition like of the oh, feminist ideas terrible. at the end are. Like, at the end of the movie? I got. I get that this is supposed to be a feminist thing. I get that if she was a man, like you do not have to explain that to me. Your like, audience. Let me explain the movie to you. Your audience quick. is smart no, wait, can enough. We stand one? Okay, can we? We gotta go chapter by chapter. I'll go in with. We gotta go chapter by chapter. Let's just go chapter by chapter. All right. Because I don't care. <laughs> I'll go in with you on two. All all I want because I hate two just as much as you guys. <laughs> the born to be wild. <laughs> when he played. Born oh my to be wild. god. Come on, uh, the intro when they played the heavy rock music. That I like the no, I like the intro. I just thought, oh, I thought the intro was good. did it better. Can we say, uh, wait, what funny did games? It funny games. Funny games. Oh, uh, funny games did it. Funny games is one of the best in openings. I yeah, mean, funny games is a funny opening too. Though it works for that movie though. It doesn't work for this one. I didn't think. I thought it did. I thought it made me laugh. Made me chuckle. I might. I was just more I'm confused, like, guys. I didn't know. What um, I need to think like. Uh. Uh, thing we haven't mentioned is I think uh, Nymphomaniac One is very well shot. I think. Mm. I yeah, think there's some good shots. Gorgeously shot. I think it looks times. great. I think he's a. I think, I think he's a editing. talented filmmaker. I think the editing is good. Uh, I think I the found, editing good. Uh, I yeah. thought some of the editing was. The editing is terrible. I, it's very stylized. I wouldn't say it's distracting. I, I I mean I wouldn't say it's terrible. I just found some of it to be distracting. I thought no, it was it's, it's terrible it's, and distracting. It's kind of cluttered movie. and. But it I kind of reminded me of a Danny Boyle movie in a lot of ways. Reminded me of the Suspiria remake, a little bit. It, it it reminded me of like a Danny Boyle movie where it's like it's a lot going on. It's very fast paced editing. It's very. Like, but there were scenes where like someone would be talking and then it would cut and they're like still talk like yeah like, he does that in all of like his I, I don't know like I think that, in I his other movies be... you can argue it has a point and this one it just doesn't seem to have one like what I don't think it has Antichrist a, I don't think it has uh, a what point. point does it have an Antichrist <laughs> you can use the grief point. I don't like that point, uh, but you can use it. Yeah. I've always stood by that's just his style. I yeah, that's I respect the style. I personally just found it a, a tad distracting. I think it, it gets distracting when it's four hours. <laughs> of it works for me. I didn't notice it that much. I, I noticed I, it. I noticed it probably thing. like a few times every movie. Okay, uh, let's go back to. I thought his. Let's stick to chapter one. I think that's just his style, and it works for me because it kind of makes it seem a little uneven. It makes it seem like the world is in like. As it should be. How do you guys feel about like all the fishing references? I fucking hated it. Uh, it reminded me of. I thought those were, I thought those were uh, kind of dumb. 
Uh, I didn't. Connect I like how it disappeared. I was, in the, the I, was in the, I was in the middle on them. It reminded me of one of the skins. It reminded me of Vice. I don't want to think about Vice ever again. Specifically for one chapter. Yeah, I like. Okay, before we go on to, I like the structure of this movie a lot. I do too. I think it felt like a novel. I thought it was very cool. Well, this is when he kind of became new Lars von Trier, because House of the Jackville has done a very very similar style to. Nymphomaniac, specifically Volume 1. Part of the reason I don't like Volume 2 is because he abandons, like, half of the style in the first one. Like, completely abandons it. There's no more snappy editing in the second one. Then that's why the first one... Let's wait on the first one really... But that's what I'm saying, is the first one really worked for me because I was constantly entertained by how unique of an experience it was. And... The the snappy editing, the hilariously uncomfortable, awkward, squirmish scenes that it did, I did like how uncomfortable it was. Like like the this, repertoire, I think... repertoire between Charlotte Gainsbourg and uh, the old guy, uh, uh, Stelling Skarsgård is great. See the thing. So when it comes to their dialogue, I was very like fifty fifty on it. I found like some of it, the things they were saying, to be like really interesting, and then like some of it just kind of felt like like mad ramblings like there was one where they started talking about like the word negro and oh it my felt god like, that one was that so one felt like no, really, I, well that's that one, in that's in two that's in two and it felt like really out of place and kind of like weird like i felt yeah. really weird remind, watching that remind me to talk about the pedophile and like, thing too. the pedophile thing kind of pedophile i was like because it was so hard not to like be like because i read this movie as lars von is a nymphomaniac kind of like trying to defend maybe himself and the violence of (laughs) (laughs) and like maybe trying to defend like his his ideas and his the violence in his movies and like him putting himself in that shoe and like how he perhaps like um sympathizes with these kinds of people so i like that's how i read it so it was hard not to be like oh god see that's (laughs) interesting because i didn't read it that much but it's to me if that is the case he does it uh Ten times better in House of the Jackville. He does the same thing. I'm excited to watch. A reflection House. on himself. That's what. That's how I. If, if I you, completely read this movie if, as that. If you liked the first Nymphomaniac, if you liked Volume Let's One. Let's not talk about House of Jackville because we might see that in a later episode. It, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is, if you liked Volume One, you'll like House of Jackville. <laughs> oh, my life's a living hell. <laughs> Especially if you look at House of Jackville as a comedy, as an awkward drama comedy. Hmm. Okay, uh, this is a hard one to talk about. Uh, we chapter by chapter now. Train the we tried to do the, the same whole, thing with Dogville, and we never the whole train sequence. A lot of that like kind of reminded me of Under the Skin. Well, let's go chapter by chapter. Do you agree with what I'm saying, though? Do you get that the train sequence? Like how they're kind of like how they're like fishing fading. for men. Yeah, it, it reminded remind me a little of Under the Skin, like yeah, kind of the themes of it. it. I think it, Under it the Skin does it better. It gave me a very nasty feeling, while also giving me that uncomfortable feeling that persists through the first movie yeah like him like her like sucking him off yeah <laughs> i laughed that at that scene was wrong and i that laughed scene... at that also because the like him moaning he's like oh, he no. moaned incredibly loud that, that, that scene so just seems stupid. like it was so, also it was very so embarrassing like, to me that it made me very uncomfortable and kind of like sad inside for him and for her because it's just it was like very they both kind of hit rock bottom that's what i'm too. saying but then like his like really like <laughs> over exaggerated moans kind of was like he was yeah, bad at acting he was like please no i, think I don't think the acting, acting was I bad i think blonde, the moan i thought her blonde friend wasn't a very good actor. i think charlotte gainsburg is might be the only 
hit her and like the I old thought man. Charlotte Gainsbourg's boring in this movie. Yeah, really? I like her. I like I her think Charlotte Gainsbourg. She has the issue of she just has the same face throughout the entire movie. I, I think that works. I think that works because she's, she's a, a very empty she's removed herself from society. Okay, but like and when she needs to emote, she does. Another thing I liked about this movie is that even though it was four hours long, I did find myself invested in her story throughout. Like I did care about where she was going. I'm gonna say I cared for volume one. Volume two, I thought got boring. I didn't. I got. I was bored. I agree that it was. Thing. I think it was boring, but I was still interested in where her character was going. I, I would agree. Uh, volume two. Yes, can we go chapter by chapter? <laughs> we tried. We tried doing. The, we did the same thing with Dogville, where we tried to structure it, and we ended up just throwing everything. Like a remember, so the chapter one was. I'm kidding. His movies are all up, like an, I'll Chapter up on one IMDb was her. Chapters. Chapter one was her discovering her sexuality, right? Yes. Uh, it was when she was like a little kid and stuff. And then right? chapter two was when like she started like really acting upon it. Uh. The Fibonacci sequence. Uh, I, <laughs> let me. Um, I laughed really hard at that. Nymphomaniac. I did too, and then the numbers are <laughs> popping up on screen. Three plus one plus two. I did like that, like the stylistic it, aspect. The first movie, it honestly, reminded me of a Danny Boyle movie. It was, it was stylized. Stuff was constantly. Do you know Danny Boyle made like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just making sure none of you were responding to them, to me saying that. I don't know if I. I guess I didn't get that. It just seemed like snappy and like very quick in, and in, very in your face. Yeah, and it was constantly cutting to like stock <laughs> footage or footage from other films or footage from. I liked it stylistically. I think for I the most too. part, chapter one or volume one. Uh, I believe chapter one was like her discovering. I also like all like the intros of the chapters, like the title cards. I thought they're all cool. He's the king of title. cards. All of his title cards are awesome. In every movie. I can't remember one in this movie. Really? What are you talking about? I remember the You don't remember one. the Mrs. H title? Yeah. How pretty that was on the napkin? I really liked all really? of them. Yeah, I just awesome. really I loved the structure. It felt like I was reading a novel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that yeah, that's listening at home, uh, <laughs> you just pull up a picture of Waters of Montreux with duct tape over his mouth. <laughs> It was like the edgiest thing. <laughs> I'm taking the duct tape off, baby. <laughs> that looks like the Netflix comedy special. Yeah. It's like uncensored. uncensored. <laughs> PC America tries to hold me back. I'll say it. <laughs> that's that's why, Some of his like stuff like felt like, oh, I, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to people. I'm saying I think it. people should be allowed well, to say the N-word. I want to I wanna talk about it. I think he just wants to say the N-word. I think we can... <laughs> Have a, Let's I don't want to Let's debate. just talk about this. Okay. If we go chapter by chapter, we'll be here for three we hours. We go yeah. for the pedophile scene. We mentioned the pedophile scene. Annoying. Yes. Uh, I think the ideas it brings to the tables are very interesting. Agreed. But I it's terribly there is done. a real moral debate to be had. Oh, yeah, there definitely However, is. However, I don't understand why that scene happened. Agreed. It's just so large. She, she, you so she set up like... She, it comes out of nowhere. She says like... Well, when I do this, I use the, like, truth detectors or, like, lie detectors. Penis. And she <laughs> used the them. Penis. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but what is she trying to figure out? She's, like, she's to... the worst X-Men alive. No, what she's trying to... I got... She was trying... She's a debt collector. So she's yes, trying I know. to... She's using, like, sexual manipulation to try and get them to pay money. Know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, but, but so like then, she gives them a boner and like what happens? Then? What she's trying to do is like exploit. Their, yeah, like, she's inner, trying to get them. It's to, like, like Get a boner to do. But she said she started out with like normal stories of like guy on guy well, what is on she guy trying and like girl on girl. And it's like you know I get what you're saying. She starts off with like, and I also don't see like how that really helps with like because then when she finally was like when I talked about he was pedophile he got a boner. Like, when I talked about children, I was like, oh, so she knew he was a pedophile this whole time, and she just didn't no, to embarrass him. She was but looking, she didn't. She was escal- I think she was escalating. She was, yes. She was just trying to find something that would give him boner, and I'm like... At the end, she's like, get- yo, 25K, I'm out. And then she gave him a blowjob. Yeah, and then she sucked him off. Says, I felt bad for him. Very graphic. No, Charlotte Gainsbourg actually no. went down on this guy. I, I think what it brought... To the table is an interesting debate to have. I wouldn't say I agree with it. I heard a thing that said that it was supposed to be like she sympathizes with pedophiles because she's they're outcasts from society because of what they want sexually. But what a that's exactly way to shove it in. She no, no, wants, that's you read that. That's like exactly what yeah, they say yeah. in the movie. It's no, like word for word what they say in the movie. No, I thought in the movie it's more like we shouldn't blame pedophile. Like we shouldn't be against pedophiles because they don't act upon their actions. She said that. She also said she relates to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, again, right, it's so... Way it holds up. Like, I think, like, the debate is... In- I think the, It's an interesting I think debate. The, the thing she says about, again, like... Again, I, I don't... I think it does come out of nowhere. I agree with you. It's just, like, here he is. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of... Again. I think the, a lot of the debates brought to the table are, for the most part, interesting. I think the one about, like, the N-word or whatever was really dumb. Yeah, this felt... Another one felt, like, really, like... And, like, just having them argue... Okay, can we talk about like let's the talk, graphic let's nature? Let's talk about chapter two. Let's talk about gra- ridiculous. We, we haven't really explained why we don't like chapter two, right? Chapter volume two, two is volume, volume two, two is <laughs> ridiculously graphic for kind of seemingly no reason. It doesn't advance it much. I have no problem with the movie being incredibly graphic. I really don't. I think, but it seemed very it's like. Weird. I think my favorite, like the one, the sequence, I think is like kind of actually well done. The BDSM. Like, no. I just completely disagree. His I thought it was, acting is pathetic. In I thought it was seeing like last it, it, it well, like, Christian Slater. It felt like I didn't like Christian Slater. Um, it felt like a really like Mr. Grant, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Seemed like it, he was trying so hard to be, be like, like cool. Yeah, and it was just two o'clock to seven o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it just came out. Just like <laughs> and then him, a yes, really, yeah. a really lame We'll try this again Friday. Just, and like it just seems really unnecessarily graphic. Like everything in the movie. It is. started not really the first chapter. I found surprisingly the first volume I found surprisingly restrained. Agreed. Like it is sexually graphic, but it, it never felt like exploitative or like needlessly long the or BDSM excessive. felt like and in in uh, I don't know, the BDSM and was I the only time even, I felt like, oh, this is actually it, shocking. It, it was shocking but for no it, reason. It didn't really affect me, you know honestly. Nothing like, affected after, me in the movie. After he, <laughs> I he like, hit her like five times, I was like, okay, it's still all. Uh, I felt like hitting her. I felt like gross watching it, like, but like not That's in a good. Point, no, but not in a no, good way. It didn't feel uncomfortable. It didn't feel earned at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't feel uncomfortable in, or squirmish in a way that I enjoyed. Right? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I in think, volume one, every time I, I felt uncomfortable or squirmish or like kind of nasty inside, it felt earned and it felt. I'm not saying that like volume one is perfect. By any means. No, I think volume one's also very flawed. I think, but I think both. I think this is an incredibly, incredibly flawed movie. I just 
think at least volume one like had di- some sort of direction it had some sort of ideas that's another thing is volume two it's the and maybe it's because of censorship I know but <laughs> maybe it's because a of lot of movies don't do it <laughs> that's a sad thing <laughs> exactly it's, it's possible because of censorship that like volume two volume two feels like it has no direction but volume two just felt like a bunch of random like messed up shit yeah like, like just thrown at the wall let's uh, throw a gangbang the in there the thing with the black guys I found pretty funny but it then, just felt like kind of like thing it was like it felt exploitative af- after that after it, it felt exploitative to me with, too it, it felt no, incredibly the, ex- the scene with the black guys I thought was pretty funny there's a pretty hilarious shot of the two black dicks in front of I know face, but like it felt exploitative heard, like, like it felt there. exploitative like oh these black guys they got really big dicks look at that let's show them eight times like yeah. it felt, and then the, the black and then the conversation afterwards like Wallers. where it seems like Von Trier's like coming through the screen and telling you how yeah. bad PC culture is. I was like, oh, God. It was Thanks, just, it's, just don't say the N-word. It's not that hard. Please <laughs> <laughs> stop. The sequence really was my least favorite part of the movie because it was so long. They spent so much time on it. And then I, at then I was just like, why did we see that? Like, you having mentioned the Antichrist reference in this movie. I was, I was like, scene. my jaw dropped. I was like, what is happening? I was, like, I was like, are they going to do it again? Are they really like, about to do this, this again? This closes the Depression trilogy, which is Antichrist, Melancholia, and Nymphomaniac. And I'm a huge fan of Antichrist and Melancholia. I am and, too. And uh, so is Nick. I need to see Melancholia, but... And so is uh, Shockingly, John. those are actually well-made movies. And uh, then uh, <laughs> there is a... Direct reference to Antichrist. Literally beat it's by like beat music, stick. except it was done worse. When I when it I wasn't done, done worse. When I, when it was shot worse. It wasn't done when nearly I, as artistically. When I watched it, I was like, "This is kind of like a neat, like it's referencing it." And then I like thought about it for a second. I was like, "There is no other director who would ever do something <laughs> as obnoxious as what." It's not even. It's shown. not even a reference. It's like. It's a a reference that's like a full two minutes long to a movie probably no one else. And then he's like, and then he's like, oh, not you thought I was, you thought I was, you thought I was gonna do it, but I didn't do it. That's what we call subversion. And like, why did Shia LaBeouf show up at like three in the morning? The the Antichrist intro is so beautiful and like expertly done that's such a great sequence and then this is just like he's just like yeah let's do it again but i don't know let's do it again but shittier (laughs) and i was like i like i wouldn't i wasn't like annoyed by it i was just like kind of like shocked yeah i was was annoyed when i first saw it i was like i I I thought about it there's no other director who would ever have the balls to do that and I was, like, negative in that I was case. like, oh my, it's one of those meta things I've ever seen. I kind of just wish you'd keep doing that. Also, movie. can we t- another like, degree? That would have been interesting. This is another tied together like melancholia and antichrist. This is another random more thing. More but <laughs> Charlotte Gainsbourg's character didn't know who Edgar Allan Poe was. Yeah, what the fuck? I thought that was really funny. And then he didn't know who like James Bond, the writer of James Bond, was, even though he's like a. Like well, a, maybe like, it's because he's like he's supposed to be an intellectual, so he doesn't. But he doesn't even know like basic pop culture stuff. Yeah. Okay, but like again, like going back to like their relationship, I did find I do think the idea of like an asexual person and infomaniac like debating issues. I think that's an interesting like basis of a film. Yes, I agree. Like, and throw it out the window. How yeah. do you feel <laughs> about um, 
The stuff that happened after the BDSM stuff, like uh, her, her relationship with the girl. Really weird. I don't understand what the fuck he's trying it was, to do. I thought it was interesting, and for that chapter is into it, but within then, the context of that movie, I was like, why the hell is any of this happening? So the movie didn't leave, the movie did not progress to that moment I at thought, all. I thought like her being a debt collector was like interesting. Like, I, I thought it was at felt I felt needed. I turned it was like, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, I don't know why we're here, but like this seems it's like, better than This what is we've better been. than what I was doing, but like I was like, Oh, this is like movie's gonna get maybe you're gonna get interesting, maybe something interesting and then it like kinda just like devolves into like why do they okay, why do they use a different actor for Shia LaBeouf's character? He looks they, nothing they, they like him. Just aged. I or thought they, they did a really great job of finding a young Joe who looks yeah. like Charlotte's game. Yeah, I would agree, game. but <laughs> like, Shia LaBeouf looks nothing like him. There's an old Shia LaBeouf who doesn't look remotely like Shia LaBeouf at yeah, all. Yeah, it was really weird. That beating up scene is god-awful. The last... whatever minutes of... I don't even uh, want to talk about the ending of this movie. It's, we talk, there is an absolutely gorgeous scene where she climbs the mountain yes, and she's beautiful. Tree. Yeah, but it feels out of nowhere, too. It's like too. one of the most beautiful shots I've ever I've seen. Like, and I she's like, I just climbed a mountain. And then... Oh, she was about to kill herself. And then the, the movie... She was con- no, she was contemplating suicide. There was a reason for that. Why a fucking mountain? We've never seen a mountain in this movie before. It could be somewhere alone. I wish she it was like showing tree that represented... It was a genuine... <laughs> the whole tree stuff was a little annoying. Yeah, was, because they explained that in the movie too. The ash tree. No, but it was, <laughs> it was, was one of the, the few outside. things in the movie with an actual payoff. Though. Agreed. And I, I, I did find it a little bit. The payoff was incredibly satisfying and honestly beautiful and touching. However, that's it's followed by the worst. Back, shit go, back I've to ever volume seen. one first. All right, we're jumping all. I around. see why. Okay. <laughs> I know we're talking. I'm talking <laughs> about the black and white yeah. hospital scene again. I see why. It, it did, I think that mostly didn't work for me because I wish their relationship was developed a little more. No, because everything with him and the little girl was cheesy as hell. It was really bad. Like, and he, <laughs> it was his acting. Him walking in the room when she's like, uh, something clitoris. And he's like, it was him. He's giving her like the, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, I expected like a sudden <laughs> felt like, <laughs> his, his acting. Kids these days. <laughs> I thought once he was in the hospital, he wasn't bad. I have to admit. No, I didn't think, I thought he was bad in the hospital. He was I terrible. thought the scenes where she had sex with people in the hospital were like genuinely upsetting. And I, I connected with her in that moment. I also of being really, like, wow, sh- she knows like this is wrong and I'm a broken person and it's tearing her apart that she's. I really this. also love the last shot of uh, what's the last Where shot? he dies and she's like, it's like between her legs. Oh, yes. I, I really love, I really love that. Yes. That was really, yeah. I, I like, like there are like little you, moments. You follow that up with the fantastic montage of the I That was, base, that's the, probably easily my favorite part of this movie. That was, I thought that I was thought, just annoying. I really? completely disagree. I, I was thought like, that was this is so fucking repetitive. I thought I it was excellently care. edited. I loved yes. what it was saying. I thought it was. I think, like, that was, and, like, that would have been, like... Like, the idea that she has, like, her own feelings about each individual person was also... And, like, she knows their personality types and why they're with her and, like, what they can do for her. And, I thought that was incredible. And another interesting aspect of one, I think, is, like, going through, like, her process. Like, her kind of, like, mental process of, like, how she, like, maneuvers all these different men in her life. I thought yes. that was, like, all really, like, and then actually they went, interesting. Let's just throw that out. Uh... Fucked up shit. Yeah, the, next, uh, the, the BDSM. Um, um, I'm Lars Ventura. Gross stuff. Gross, gross. And, gross. Then, and then let's talk about the ending. Um, which, wait, wait, wait. Can wait. I mention something? I just realized this when we I'm sorry, about Nick. <laughs> the, the thing... I, you chose this. I know I chose this. You have this. to live with this. But, <laughs> can we mention this was Nick's pick? 
I get to shit Nick on it. Nick had already <laughs> seen them. I had the seen this and hated it. he hated it and recommended it to I us. respect him wanting to give it another chance. I, no, he didn't. He just wanted to shit on it. On no, I actually did want to give this movie a second chance. It's been a couple years since I've seen it. And I would say I've like watched a lot more movies than I would have before. Like I've seen more Lars von Trier's, so like, maybe I was missing something, but no, I wasn't. To be honest, like, I'm interested in watching this again. Like, especially after you bring to the table, like, at least volume one again. Especially That's you bringing to the table. I would watch volume one again. You bring right to the now. table the idea of it being a comedy. I'd I'd like to watch it through that perspective. We watch the Uma Thurman scene as a comedy. We watch every interaction between her and Shia LaBeouf as an awkward situation. No, no, I agree with that. It's it. I it agree was, with the. I totally agree. The office scenes were comedic. Like him being yeah. like him at the, like her him, bringing in the food. Yes. Like, bring it back in out yeah. and bring it back in. And like then on the, the one of the funniest things is when <laughs> we can see him like pressing the stop in the elevator, yes. and then he she says no, and he's like he like presses it again and it like doesn't work, and he's like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's like and really funny. I thought the scene where she the comically cheesy scene where she picks up the pictures and then it like connects them together to. Oh picture. yeah, <laughs> no. I thought that was funny. And, no, I no. That was I think funny. I think that was interesting because like the because <laughs> what's his face like literally stops and it's like whoa. whoa, whoa. I like, just see that what a as. Are you gonna say it was a cheap plot device? I was gonna say it's a cheap plot device, and they tried to save it with, but that's not how it works because they do that shit in Deadpool too, and I don't fucking forgive no. it there. I thought it was interesting because it Deadpool kind of implies and nymphomaniac, not as different as you may it, think. I know it's surprising. <laughs> it kind of implies that she's making up a lot. I agree. Which I thought was an interesting idea. They don't do anything with she it. Because she says, like, I would have, said, I would have agreed with you if they did anything with it. No, because she does say, she's like, because he's like, I'm not sure if I believe this. And she's like, oh, maybe the story is better if you don't. No. And I thought that was interesting. But, but there's. But then there's nothing done with they it. They very well could agreed. have discussed it during the abortion scene. Why not? I'm <laughs> not, I'm, no, I'm not joking. Because I'm not they joking talk either. about that how. That would have been pretty good. Because Stellan Skarsgård says to her, like, why are you being so excessively gory with all of your details? Like, why are you doing this to me? That, it doesn't make it that any came smarter. Off as, I think and that, if that was in that moment, chapter two, it could have added something to the film. That moment right there might have been where it clicked to me, like, oh, she's Lars von Trier and we're supposed to be... Yeah, we're man. supposed to be against... Yes, and Except it, it just gets way more excessively violent and nothing happens. Also, the abortion scene could have added a whole nother layer to her relationship with the little, with the uh, teenager, too, mm -hmm. with her now having this different child figure in her life, and she's supporting her because she feels bad for destroying the baby inside of her. It could have genuinely yeah, changed the film. We haven't seen the scene, though, so we can't say anything. So, okay. and then, like, thinking about, like, my reading that, um, where she, like, she is supposed to be Lars von Trier. The ending is even worse, if you read it that way, because what is it even, then it, like, completely abandons... Okay, let's do a rant on this. The, maybe the worst... The worst ending this, this one. This is the worst... <laughs> I hate this It's ending. very rare, and this is coming off me watching the Suspiria remake, which is not a really bad ending. I, the, I, that, I was just like, that was, I was, like, annoyed. This, I was literally, like, my draw, my jaw dropped. I mm -hmm. had no clue what I was like. I thought, like, I thought she was gonna kill herself, and then like, I would have like, okay, that's expected. Like, of course, Lars Von would do that. Like, I guess that makes somewhat kind of sense. 
Like, I wouldn't, don't think that would have been a great ending, but, like, what I think would have been a great ending if he, was if he subverted expectations and, like, made it a happy ending. No. I think that would have been great. Call it naivety, I I thought it was going to end with him saying goodnight to her and he closes the door and the movie ends. That would great. And, that would have been a good ending. And at that, that point, I'm not Better gonna, than what I, we I, got. Was, I was at a six for that movie. I was too. Because it ended on a positive message, which would have... Sub- Subverted the whole idea of it being a depression trilogy. Yes, too. I think that would have been it excellent. It would have been and then like he's a moment like, of actual genius. Ah, uh, no, let's abandon all character development and uh, let him rape her. She, he rapes her, even every, though he's everything uh, that the movie. God. he's a rapist. All men are bad. <laughs> everything the movie oh. has stood for the entire film is destroyed in the last minute. Everything I think, that was. Uh, I think it was. That's purposeful. I think he meant to do that. <laughs> Everything that every, every <laughs> element of that character was destroyed in the last moment. He was asexual. He really said multiple times, "Oh, it doesn't appeal to me." No, nope, he's a liar. Uh, no, nope, <laughs> he changed his mind. No, I, I guess t- I he is the audience rape. I, I said to my girlfriend with our critique. Said, <laughs> right, I'm Lars von Trier, right? And I, I have to have a dark, gross, disturbing ending. What way to do that? That's my thing. Okay, and I was like, "Here's how I would do that." Is they're on good terms, right? They just had this. This they finally had a found a positive out of this. And whole she thing, disappears into the right? night or something. But no, he has to keep it dark, right? So then he, somewhat stupidly but innocently, asks her, "Can I have sex with you to see what the experience is like?" And she gets so offended by this that she leaves, or she's completely broken that it's he wouldn't even bother enough. to ask him. Not dark. It enough. would be like a. I would prefer the happy ending, but it would yeah, be, like, like, a mildly intelligent way to be, like, he still doesn't truly understand this woman and the problems she struggled yes, with. I, I think that's... Well, like, I think you wrote that down and said, not and dark enough. Like, <laughs> crumpled away. Like, and it would have fit his character I, because it was... He, he's, he's coming from it from an intelligence view. Like, I need to know what this yes. feels like. I need... Yeah, like, he's but trying to learn it, as much about this woman as possible. him asking that to her was enough of a misunderstanding that she feels completely betrayed by that. Yeah. They could have done that. And it would have been a dark, gross ending, but in There's so many ways. Could have had a great, like, there final monologue from Charles. So Charles many Spencer. ways you could have ended this. You could have just had him say goodnight and then comes in the next... I thought he was going to come in the next morning and she was going to be gone. And you know what? That would have been a perfectly fine ending with me. Honestly, it'd be better ending if she was just gone and he's like, was any of it real? Or no. They hold, they hold no, on... I- the shot after he closes the door, and I thought I was like, "Oh, this is gonna, gonna end, end it. Here. That's they're great. They're gonna end it here. They're gonna, they're gonna end it. Oh, was, great!" And, and then, then you see the door open again. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna walk in, and, and like, she's gonna." I was like, "Oh, he's gonna walk in, and she's either gonna be dead or gone." And then somehow, even my worst, even my worst visions of how this movie could have ended were exceeded. I never could have imagined that this would happen, and I was literally lost speech. I like was I like like sat there as the credits rolled, just like. Literally, like, <laughs> dead. Like, I was like, what in God's name? Why do you think... Like, who let this happen? I, what is he trying... Like, I went on a I would, tangent for... I wish I had someone to... I had no one minutes, to talk to. I ranted I'd about know, how I had much to just let it internalize. Like, I would love to interview him and know what he was thinking. He wasn't... He just... He likes to be fucked up. But which like, is... Which is his... There's a way he could have been. It's a blessing and a curse to Lars von Trier. Because sometimes it feels like he's making good movies in spite of himself. 
like Mark Kermode said, he, he really, Mark Kermode is a famous film critic and when, in his review of Melancholia, he said Lars von Trier made a good movie in spite of himself. And he said this because Lars von Trier does not like Melancholia because he doesn't think it's an extreme enough movie. Oh my fucking god, I've never heard that before. He's That's hilarious. So, he <laughs> is an enigma. He's, I'm very excited to watch House of Jack. Lars von Trier, I'm very one excited. of my all-time favorite directors. I think he has no idea what he's doing a lot of the time. Sometimes I think he has brilliant... There is brilliance in... Brilliant ideas. I think he's storm. a very talented filmmaker, but... He has vision. One thing like I will say... You have say, to respect... Like, Nick, as much as you hate this, as much as you hate mm -hmm. House of the Jack Bell, mm -hmm. there's not much like it out there at all. Oh, of course not. There's really nothing like I his movies I would take this over, like, any other dumb shit. Well, the Sonic movie. I would take this over the Sonic we movie. Hate, we all disliked Dogville. There's nothing like Dogville out do you there. Like, Nick, do you like this more or less than Dogville? I was waiting to pop that question, I like too. this less than Dogville. Hmm. That's interesting. At least Dogville has the. Are we ready to, to call two hours. it on this one? The, am I able to give two separate scores? I don't want to combine them. Honestly, if I, you don't, I don't care anymore. I, I'm gonna. I'm combining them because that's how I. I'm combining them. them. I don't give a shit. I don't see how you could. Because you like you liked the first one. Though. I know, but it's, it's. It's one. Movie I watched it as one. I watched it as one movie. I don't believe he made this is one movie. By the way. He says lies. He lies all the time in his interviews. I'm, okay, so I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a score to each, and then mm -hmm. I'll give your combined the final score. combined score. All right, that's fair. All right, who's going first? Let's go with Nick because we. He's the actually most... technically he's the one who suggested it, so we're supposed to go first. All right, yeah, John, you go first. I've gone first for like the other ones. I think I would give volume one, seven. Mm -hmm. I think seven. I think I would give volume two. Three, and then that actually puts me at my final score, which would be a five. If you were to actually average those out, me, I was at uh, seven and a half to a light eight for uh, volume one. I thought it was great, and so if I had to review it, I'd give it four stars. Uh, and I was at uh, four, and after talking about it, I'm not a three as well for volume two. Uh, Overall if, five. If I have to combine them, I would give it a six. Really? Because I think more so than Dogville, you should watch this movie. Like, if I had to be like, if I had to pick between, because even besides Dogville, this is a low, like, volume one of this is still a lower tier Lars von Trier movie for me. Really? Like, besides volume two, I like, I like House of the Jack Built more than Volume 1. I like I like Melancholia, Antichrist, Breaking the Waves, Dance in the Dark way more than I love Dance way more than Volume 1, even though I really like Volume 1. So, I would say if you had to pick between watching Nymphomaniac and Dogville, I think you'll get more out of Nymphomaniac and it will be a less excruciatingly boring experience. Because I was entertained for all of volume. I was more invested in the story. Yes. So I, I would, if I had to combine them, if I was forced to give this one score, I'd give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at a five. I think. Yeah. Two out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Same score as Dog, Dogville. Yeah, I don't know. What did I give? Did I give Dogville five also? You gave it a five as well. Yes, I believe. Yeah. 
I think that's Dogville. I wouldn't watch Dogville again, and I would watch Nymphomaniac one again. I want to watch sure. one again, given <clears throat> what you like. Given uh, uh, I would watch that. one again, and then two with the abortion scene for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to watch. After what I've told you about. I was already excited to watch it, but but yeah, that makes me interested. And you have to go into House of the Jack thinking it's a comedy. That's not fair. I'm no. not going to go into it thinking anything. I'm going to let the movie dictate. What are you talking about? I didn't go into House of the Jack thinking it was a comedy. Me neither. And I that's what I'm it. saying. I'm gonna go. Then in. that's your opinion. That's though. what I'm I don't saying. Think it's I'm gonna go into it completely like. Look, we're getting the House of Jack built again, and we're not. Listen, all we're saying is an upcoming episode will have to House of Jack built, and it's gonna be. But that's not obvious already. An episode between now and episode three hundred, we'll have House of Jack. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. At some point, we'll watch House. I'm Otherwise, gonna watch. You somehow managed to make it to the end of this. I will, I'm also gonna watch Melancholia and Breaking. Those are the only two, besides like the deep cuts. Yeah, me and Nick uh, agree on uh, Antichrist and Melancholia. Antichrist and Melancholia. Mm -hmm. And you haven't seen Dancer in the Dark or Breaking the Walls. I really want to, though. Uh, Dancer in the Dark, Nick, you really gotta watch Dancer in the Dark. I've, I've been trying to. Speaking been of endings, to watch that the idiots for a while. Speaking of endings that bang. Meaning to watch Europa. Uh, Europa, and I get to watch the elements. Do this with ours. I'm done. <laughs> uh, Manderley is the only other movie he's made in the style of Dogville. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> it's about like I, it's about slavery, so I really don't want to watch it. Then some heat, there's gonna be some heated stuff uh, in Mandalay, especially with the Negro conversation and Good. three white. From what did you just say, Nick? Mars said I could say it. <laughs> three, three white men discuss. We had two. We had like multiple race discussions in this podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> hey. Thanks, Mars. Carter, open this up with the end. I think we we yeah. spent about. Uh, 25 minutes on the first two movies, so, and then an probably hour. Like an hour. And I could have, I could have kept going. No, if we went chapter <laughs> by chapter, I could have kept going. Right. Like, there's so much to Just, talk. I wish we, I kind of like next time we watch, like I don't want to watch it. No, you never want to watch it I don't again. I want to watch this ever again. Like, I'd want to watch this again. Which, I've seen it fucking twice already. That's two. That's two times. Again, too many. Uh, reminder to the audience: Nick picked this. I did pick this. So he has to. Oh, <laughs> uh, who whose film had the most interesting conversation? Congrats. Okay, yeah. well, let's do favorites then. My favorite's Naked Gun too, <laughs> and that's not even a joke. Carter, can I pick uh, Nymphomaniac Volume One? No, no, I can't. It's a congregation. I pick Nymphomaniac Volume One. You, you can't. can't. <laughs> the audience um, knows. I you, picked Nymphomaniac. All right, which is the two so, films? To all the real fans out there, you know I'm what? actually picking Nymphomaniac Volume One. No one gives a but shit. If, if you force my hand. I guess I'll pick. Pick Naked Gun two and a half. Take the smell of fear. I also pick Naked Gun two and a there half. There we go. That's the ending I like. My movie wins. We got uh, the happy you ending. Know what I actually we should keep. We should be keeping a tally of whose movies get. I don't think I've won at all. My favorite episode is the one where we all picked our own movie. Yeah, <laughs> I do like. Which episode uh, was, was that? That was E. Um, I no. picked Moment of Truth. You picked. No one picked Man from Earth. I picked. We, we oh, picked, oh, yeah, both picked Man from Earth. Wait, we both picked oh, my movie that day. Oh. Eating, eating Raw. I picked Eating Raw. Yeah, I, I picked, picked, Exorcist, picked 3. Exorcist 3 and you picked Del Norte. I was very close between that and Eating Raw, though. Follow me on Letterboxd at Mr. Blister. Follow me um, 
John Pietrofeza on Letterboxd and keeping active there. I kind of made like a, like a kind of, sorry. I made a list that has all the podcast movies in it. Just if you want to like a way to just look at what we've watched. There's no like ratings on it because I don't want to spoil any of our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I think like eventually once we're far enough, I'll give, I'll put like full scores on that. Also, I've also been like keeping track of all the movies I've watched in 2020. Doing like a ranking of that. You've been on that movie grind. I've been on a series like, I've been on a serious movie grind it's lately. Insanity. I know, like, I'm probably approaching 150. This year, honest. yeah. I've been banging them out. I've been, I've been slacking. The movie. But like, I need I to like to get, me. I need to get into other stuff besides that. Like, I want to try and read a book a month. Yeah, so I can catch up. With I've been living my life. I've been living that social We're officially life. at the same number of movies reviewed on Letterboxd. Well, that doesn't mean... We like, started before we... You started... Like, yeah. Um, and you've watched movies before Letterboxd. That's, that's the I thing. Mean, like, like, I still have a bunch of stuff I have to watch. You kind of got into the movie game a little later, so you had that's a lot what I'm, of catching I'm play, That's what I'm saying. Do. I've been playing serious catch-up lately. But, like, I'll probably slow down. I want to read more. I want to live. I've been gaming. A uh, gaming channel coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nick's Stardew Valley World. Uh, Fantastic Stardew Valley World. Nick, what are you recommending? I mean, Nick, what did? But yeah, so, shout out something. John Pietro Faze, the J O N P I E. So fucking awesome. One sixteen in the morning. Yeah, we still have more to do. We still have one we movie. We one more uh, cast to put out. Oh God, yeah, we do. All right, let's end this. Thing. No, wait, oh, I mean, don't mind. No, no, I'm not. Yet. I know. I'm just saying, like, let's. Pissing me off. I've been Sorry. lying all to you this time. I do use Letterboxd. Barely. Um, shut the fuck up, okay? You, you gotta s- review everything. I can't review everything. I don't have that time. Don't, like, just put... You, all you have to do is, like, put a short, blurby joke. You have the time to watch a feature-length film, but you don't have the time to, like, add three minutes onto that by I'm a busy man. Letterboxd review. Yeah, I like just bang Anywho, Nick Mugger Sometimes reviews, I write... Instagram, Letterboxd. Just look me up on Nick Cody, Twitter, whatever. Letterboxd is cool. Letterboxd I try, is pretty cool. I've tried. I'm a fan of Letterboxd. I've been like trying to write more like. I'm getting into stuff it, and uh, yeah, I like it a lot. But like sometimes there's just movies where like I just can't really, so I just write like a short thing, like a joke. But, like sometimes like I've written like some fairly lengthy stuff. I wrote an article about Sonic the movie Can in we my talk school's about Sonic? paper. <laughs> Carter hasn't seen it. We'll talk about okay. Sonic. Some okay. Uh, we have more stuff to do in yeah. so good night or good night. Uh, whatever time it All is. Right. Enjoy. Peace out. Now we're gonna Goodbye. watch a movie you don't know.